Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, everybody. I'm a recovering addict named Mary. My clean date is January 10th, 2015. I attend meetings in Asheville, North Carolina, which is the Western North Carolina area of Narcotics Anonymous, and my home group is Sisters in Spirit. We meet on Thursdays at 6 p.m. This is August 23rd. Striving for Emotional Maturity. Emotional maturity is our reward for letting go of anger and resentment. Living Clean, Chapter 7, Principles, Practice, and Perspective. Perhaps we've all encountered circumstances when another member gets on our last nerve. When that happens, sometimes it takes everything in us not to attack, mock, and shut them down using whatever tactic we can. We may want to bolt from the room because we see how this person, who may or may not have wronged us in some way, enjoys the respect of other members in the group. We want to expose them as a fraud and hypocrite, but we don't. We say nothing because we know our personal feelings about another member should play no role in how, for instance, our area contributes to the region's fellowship development efforts. At other business meetings, we'll have no problem keeping our mouths shut because we'd much rather roll our eyes and smugly watch the same two members battle it out like they always do over the finer points of coordinating an effective public relations campaign. In those situations, we have to stop ourselves from sharing the eye roll with everyone else in the room, revealing our displeasure with the proceedings. We'd love to break our silence by audibly groaning at how much time they're taking up. A member shared, the second I start thinking about how I'm the only adult in the room, I know I'm not coming from a place of emotional maturity. With some practice, We can learn to check ourselves in situations where previously the monster that lives in our head would have burst out in full force in an effort to kill the proceedings. Similarly, we find a way to restrain our inner adolescent who would snark, scoff, and snipe at members merely for being themselves. Emotional maturity may not sound like a big enough reward for not acting on our character defects, but doesn't it make our lives so much more manageable and peaceful And isn't that a big part of why we came here in the first place? I will practice reining in my reactiveness in situations where my personal feelings about other members serve no relevant purpose. Today, emotional maturity is a reasonable reward for those efforts. Welcome back, everyone. This is August 23rd, and we're here with Jessica B. What's up, Jessica? Hey, what's up, Doug? I'm glad you can make it. So can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Yeah, um, my name is Jessica B. I live in Bradenton, Florida. My clean date is July 2nd, 2017, and my home group is Friday Night Clean in Bradenton, Florida. 
All right, awesome. We're going to pivot to the reading. Can you share your thoughts on striving for emotional maturity? Um, yeah. So I, when I was reading it, a lot of things kind of came to mind, like recent stuff. But what I kept thinking is like, um, like before I got clean, I really just didn't deal with problems. So like if mm -hmm. I had a conflict with somebody, I was somebody who just didn't deal with that. And I would probably drop that person from my life. But like, working a program and being a narcotics anonymous has like taught me a lot of things. It's taught me that like people with different opinions doesn't mean they're wrong. And I've learned a lot from people that I probably didn't agree with at some point, but realized there's different perspectives on just about anything now that I've stayed around a little bit. But so coming uh, in, so coming into recovery, you had this, you had this experience of if if folks didn't see things the way that you saw them, hey, you're out. You're yeah. kind of out of my life. That's it. Yeah. Gone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You really can't do that when we get clean. No. Yeah. Um, you know, the truth is like when I got here, it was hard for me to see the similarities, but I think that it ties into this a lot because um all I could see was differences between me and other people. But when I started seeing the similarities, the differences just didn't matter anymore. And mm -hmm. so all those little things that used to tell me that their opinions were invalid because they thought differently than me started to shift because I saw that like they had been places I had been despite what my first impression of them was you know but I had to sit in meetings for long enough to like get to that point with people you know and now I can walk into almost any situation and know that like probably somewhere I can find similarities with just about anybody yeah. but is that, is that usually your default like when when so walk us through what happens when, when, when you're at the meeting or a service commitment, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. And then it's like that, you know, that feeling it's like, I don't like this about that person. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> hits like really hard or really sharp. Sometimes, yeah. you know? So, so, you know, I think it's probably different now. Like there are people that I probably like don't want to listen to. Cause I question if they're like living what they're saying, but I think that like what I recognize now is that like somebody needs to hear that. And it doesn't really matter what I think of what I think they're doing with their life. Like it doesn't mean that what they're saying isn't important, you know, and I, I think the people just walking in probably need to hear that and they don't know the backstory. So it really doesn't matter. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of me telling myself, do nothing, say nothing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's really it. Like getting through something. Like sometimes it's not some like I'm so zen and tolerant of something. It's just I have the ability to let people just be without having an opinion on every single part of it. You know. Look, my sponsor says all the time that the spiritual principle of shut the fuck up is very, very real. You know, it just kind of is. I heard that yesterday because I was listening to the podcast and I heard that yesterday. I think Barb was saying it and she was saying that she heard you say it or so, somebody say it. And I was like, I really need to use that in my life because it's really, it, it probably is something I practice quite a bit, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, it makes sense too. And I, and I kind of think, like, I have to think about how many times, like, I'm the guy on the other side of it to where somebody is probably pra practicing a lot of tolerance yeah. and a lot of love. Because yeah. man, there's especially getting clean, I was not easy to be around yeah. 100%, right? Like I, you know, yeah, I, I think I am now, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe <laughs> not, but, but, you know, so, so, so getting clean, you had that perspective of like, okay, if, if we don't see it the same way, hey, you're out, then, so you brought all that in getting clean. What, could you, could you tell us a little bit, what was that process that was like, okay, 
now you're the Jessica who could kind of take a step back, say nothing, do nothing like you were talking about. Yeah. But like, what, what happens to get to that first person of saying, Hey, you're out of my life to, okay, hold on. Let me, let me kind of get centered. Yeah. Let, let me, let, let me be open to what you're saying. Like what, like what happens in the, in between there? Oh, I mean, the truth is a lot of things really, because it didn't happen overnight for me. Like, I really feel like most of like things like that were pretty deeply ingrained in me. So it took a long time for me to act differently than I thought for, you know, but it was going to meetings consistently. It was working steps. It was talking to my sponsor and to people I trusted and cared about constant and like, you know, it's consistency and practice everything that I have done and come to like actually change about myself has been practice over and over and over again and getting it wrong and still trying to do it e either way. But I think a lot of it too, is that like, when we come, when I come, when I came to the rooms, like I knew I was going to see these people. It wasn't, you know, in my life before here, it was a lot easier to drop people because I didn't need these rooms to keep to keep my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I could go to a situation and be like, I don't like, I don't want to deal with these people. And I wouldn't have to go back there. Like I could just avoid that part of my life and go do something else. You know, it was a lot easier for me to pick up and move my, mm -hmm. wherever I was in my life before I got clean. But, you know, I live in one area, I go to the same relatively same meetings throughout the week and I'm going to see these people, whether I like it or not. So even if you like, wanted to like skate out, there's only yeah. so many Thursday night meetings yeah. you can hit until you have to <laughs> cycle back. Right. And I think just like the truth is it's those things that like do for me what I can't do for myself ultimately. Like, so I have to keep going to those meetings. And what I've learned is like things happen in cycles all the time. Like sometimes I may get sick of hearing people say the same shit at meetings, but then I might show up one night and they say that same thing and I need to hear it, you know, and mm -hmm. like having enough of that evidence has just like shown me that like my thinking is wrong a lot. So acting on it in an instant will create a lot of wreckage in my life if I let it. And if I just pause and just kind of allow people to be where they're at, a lot of the times what I can find is like similarities and empathy and compassion for them. But it's happened through, you know, some time away from the drugs and and a lot of time in the rooms and practicing spiritual principles and living. You, you, you said it in, 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 in you're so right and it's so applicable to, to a lot of areas of growth. It's like the application and consistency. Yeah. It's not a one and done. Hey, I'm yeah. now I'm going to be tolerant. It's like, no, you know what? You're going to have those times where you, in, in your mind, it's like, I just want to scream, shut the fuck up. I know. <laughs> you know, we understand what you said seven minutes yeah. ago. We get, it. we get it. The nice thing about it is though, like I can have empathy for myself today too. So like, you know, I don't do that perfectly all the time. And I'll be honest, like when I got here, like, I really didn't speak up for myself a lot before I got clean. I, I was in a lot of bad situations and I, I let a lot of bad things happen to me and I just allowed it to happen. I either ran from you or I like let you walk all over me. It was one of two things and that was it. But man, when I got here, I was so angry because you took the drugs away and I had all these feelings and mm. I didn't know how to manage them. And I reacted more than I did just about anything. And I, you know, I, to be honest, I had a lot of problems with men when I got here. And like, I remember almost getting into a fist fight with somebody after a meeting, a dude one day, I mean, luckily people got involved, but like, I don't even know who I was in that moment. He made me mad. He disrespected me. And I was just like, ready to go. You know, he took the last spoon to, to, to serve the creamer, the coffee cup. And that was it. <laughs>
That was yeah. it. You're ready. Something, it was probably something that's silly, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, like I know that there's a better way to stand up for myself today. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like get big and get scary and puff up to do that anymore. Like the truth is I, I, I will, I give up my serenity or I choose to keep it. Like no one can really take it from That's me beautiful. anymore. Yeah. 100%. And you know what? And that we don't talk about that enough. It's like, Hey, look, yeah. Okay. You know, we, we, we can decide the action that, that we take, right. Okay. You yeah. know, I, I'm grown, you know, we hear that a lot. I'm yeah. grown, folk. you know, I'll do what I, man, the price though, the yeah. price just for that, for that feel good for four seconds or something like that while I'm screaming, you know, whatever. Yeah, You're exactly right, man. It's like, yo, this is my peace of mind. Um, it, it's, it's that feeling that I have of walking away from a situation and, and the difference between, damn, I handled that like a clean man is supposed to handle something yeah. or I handled it like a fucking idiot. They're, yeah. they're hugely separated. Yeah. And it's like an instant gratification that lasts a very short period. So like, like you said, like I walk out of it and I may be frustrated with them, but I have a laundry list of things that I do not like about myself now because of the way I reacted. And it's fast, isn't it? Yeah. It's fast. It's like on the way to the parking lot or something like even when I, when, even before I'm finished, you know, with yeah. my rant, I'm checking <laughs> yeah. myself like, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, like with all that, one of the things my sponsor did for me that like helped me more than just about anything is like changing the way I talk to myself. So like, mm. you know, I do have like little mantras and things like when I'm feeling my emotions are getting out of control. Like I do tell, I say to myself, do nothing, say nothing, do nothing, say nothing. And I mean, it is me saying that to myself, but it gets me through so I can get to the other side and like maybe take a breath and like really evaluate the situation for what it is and not just how I was feeling in a moment. But it also allows me that when I make a mistake, I can, I don't have to tell myself I am that mis mistake. I can, I may be the problem a lot of the times, but I can also be a part of that solution. So like, I don't have to like live in a bunch of shame after something I can have, I can be kind to myself and show myself empathy after something like that happens and know that I can make amends today. Yeah. And, or I can just make sure I do it differently the next time, you know, and remember how bad that feels when I do act like that to other people. You know, I just recently had like a little bit of a thing with a friend and like a group of us had done something and we just had, you know, it was just a little bit of an issue, but the old me would have like got real puffed up and been like, what, what do you want to say about this right now? Okay. But I'll tell you, like, I remember looking at one point and just having some empathy because it was like three of us that were like not feeling frustrated by the situation in one person. And like, whether whoever was right or wrong, like, I just wanted us all to like, be able to come to some understanding of each other. And like, I probably would have burned that bridge. And it's taken a little bit of time to start getting back to like a friendship, but like today, because of this program, like we are getting there. I didn't make a bunch of wreckage afterwards. I left a door open. Like I didn't bend over backwards to fix something that maybe wasn't all my responsibility to fix, but I, I took care of what was my side of it, you know, and I'm able to do that today. I'm able to look at what my responsibility is and, and take action on that without like taking somebody else's number the whole time, you know? And it's a lot more productive. Like I have a lot more rewarding, beautiful relationships because of it. I don't walk around with a bunch of regret today and frustration and anger and things that just make me miserable ultimately. You know what I mean? Well, it is a beautiful thing when we're able to settle down and to be our authentic self. And here's yeah. the cool thing about that. 
is that that we're we're discovering like who our authentic self yeah. is. Like it's still a process of saying, yeah, oh, this is really, oh, this is who I am. It's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> and believing that person is real, you know, like I like I remember in the beginning, I, I felt like I was taking the right actions, but I didn't really believe that I was a good person. You know, oh, it felt you. like a lie for a really long time. And like I've like come to a place where like I actually am starting to believe that I'm not doing this to like look good or mm -hmm. for any reason other than like it's just who I am and this is how I want to live my life today. And that's a that's a good feeling, but it's taken, you know, it's taken a minute to get to this place. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.